if you buy Tesla today, you're buying an auto company and an energy company with a call option on autonomy and a call option on robots. In my opinion, it's not really built in. Now, some people may argue that Tesla wouldn't trade at you know 60 times earnings if it wasn't built in to some degree. But my modeling showed that energy and autos support the valuation over time as those businesses grow. So do you think Tesla is just an auto company? Well, if you're looking at revenues today, then the answer is yes. 95% of Tesla's value comes from autos. But Elon has said that Tesla should really be thought of as a roughly a dozen technology startups. Our guest today did the work to value five of Tesla's internal startups, supercharging, autonomous vehicles, bots, autobidder, and distributed inference computing. He's built financial models for each of these startup businesses. His conclusion? Two of these five startups could account for 92% of Tesla's $34 trillion valuation by 2030, plus or minus a few years and plus or minus a few trillion. CERN is a certified financial accountant who at one time managed a growth stock mutual fund. He was able to get that fund's performance to rank at the top 2% of all funds. He's been running his own investment advisory firm called Brilliant Advice for 20 years, providing wealth management services. Thank you so much, sir, and I appreciate you joining me yet again. We did a video in the past. You showed clear financial models for two of the major businesses. Now you've expanded it to more. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Herbert. It's great to be back. So one of the big questions that everybody's asking, is Tesla just an auto company? And we all, many of us long-term investors, see it as multiple startups. And the problem is that no one's really modeled it out yet. I mean, many of us have, but not to the detail that you have to really give it some grounded kind of projections. And what you told me just now is that you've been very conservative about this. So that really is a good way to approach it. So tell me more about um, when do we think that Tesla is going to be seen and and understood to be way more than a Tesla, uh, than an auto company? Yes, well whenever somebody puts out a 34 trillion dollar valuation number it's uh, unlikely anybody's going to think that person is conservative but <laughs> as we get to the details maybe we'll see some of that but certainly today tesla is an auto company it derives about 90 percent of its revenues from the auto business that said the company is quickly going to transition into something else and then something else again and I think yeah. by 2030, we're going to see Tesla uh, be a company that is looks nothing like an auto company at that point, if, if not sooner. Exactly. And what you've done is put together some slides to show us how the company morphs into different kinds of businesses as we move along. Let's take a look at that. I love these slides you put together. This one will take a little bit of a explanation for us to understand it. So let's uh, take a look at this. Sure. Yeah. What, what I try to do in this chart is show as a percentage of the company's total potential business value at different points in time. So in the middle of the page uh, is 2023, 2024. And you can see today that about 90%, maybe 85% of the company would be valued as an auto company. Yeah. The light blue line is the energy storage business, which is beginning to grow. The purple line is supercharging, which is also beginning to grow quite nicely. And then we have some other businesses. And then depending on the time frame, depending on when autonomy comes in and depending on when humanoid robots uh, start to be produced, either one of those would quickly change the nature of the company. And by 2030, the company would no longer look like an auto company. 
a small percentage of the revenue would be in autos and energy and about not over 90% would be basically an AI powered robot company with the robots either on wheels as in the vehicles or robots with feet as in the humanoid robots. Yeah. <clears throat> so I love this chart. Okay. So it took me a while to just kind of digest what you're saying here, but it makes sense now. This is not revenue. This is the percentage of the Tesla of what percentage of their value is attributable to these five or six, and there's even more uh, business that's going to come. So right now, like you said, 90% of the company is going to be seen as an auto company. But by 2025, you'll see here that, you know, uh, the, the auto company revenue, as, as compared to the other businesses, starts to fall, such that by 2026, this is, this is huge. This is crazy. We're talking two years from now, that your potential, if everything works out right, the auto business will only represent maybe 10% of Tesla's business. And then what you did here was, um, it took me a while to figure this out, but the red and the blue together is the autonomous company and the red is robots and the blue, sorry, the red is autonomous cars, robotaxi, and the blue mm -hmm. is um, robots. <clears throat> and it takes them a little bit longer for that to come to fruition. But if this all comes together, then by <clears throat> seriously, <clears throat> 2030, like you said, just the car, the auto car business is just because of the revenue coming in from the others must be so much. Got it. Okay. Love it. It may seem hard to believe. The, the important thing I think to say here too, the red and the blue, the humanoid robots actually may happen before the robotaxi fleet is up yeah. in operation, given regulatory issues and other challenges. Um, there's not as many challenges to getting the humanoid robot business up and running besides the technology side of it. If that is solved, if, if the robots are able to be functional and useful, then that business can scale very quickly. Okay. Let's take a look at this next slide here, which is a little bit more traditional. Oops, sorry. Here we go. Yes. So what we're looking at here is just isolating on the, uh, the auto side of the business, energy storage, supercharging, and auto bidder. These are the four main businesses of Tesla today. And if we just look at these from now till 2030, this is again, looking at the potential business value. This is not revenue, but this is a potential business value. So this is taking the potential earnings of each of these businesses and applying a multiple to those earnings and then adding them up to, to get to the total potential business value. So the auto business um, today, uh, by my estimates is valued at about $750 billion. Right, And that, that would uh, be about the same in 2030, even as the auto business continues to grow. The reason is that the auto business today has a high PE multiple. And in the future, that PE multiple would likely come down to a much lower number. So the overall value of the business, even though the number of vehicles sold goes up because the PE is coming down, the valuation is pretty flat on that business. Now, what you do see here is that Tesla actually becomes an energy company by 2030, just with these four businesses. Yes. Energy, both in terms of the energy storage that has the potential to grow quite massively between now and 2030. And also the purple line, which is the supercharger business. Now that Tesla has basically become the de facto charging standard in North America and potentially eventually around the world, that business could grow quite nicely. And then thirdly, Autobidder is also tied to the energy business. That's an AI powered software system that maximizes the use of the energy storage products that Tesla sells. 
and my model shows me that 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 has some pretty incredible potential as well. Oh, brilliant. Okay. So first, first comments on my side is, um, I love it that you did this. Thank you for doing that. I've always wanted to know what percentage of the, so at this point, if you, if you uh, take your, I think conservative, you're saying the company will be worth 2.3 billion trillion dollars by 2030, which is that's, great. That's correct. And that doesn't take much of a stretch to get there. That seems like a very, very achievable right. target. So I will obviously debate you on this because obviously it's saying that, you know, we're now at $700 billion for the auto company that by 2030 will still be at 700 billion. I've heard, you know, three to four times, despite the fact that you said the PE ratio goes down, the margins go up, but you know, you haven't put in licensing. You haven't, you know, I, I think you said you use the same numbers as Gary Black, which is 10 million cars by 2030, which I, I, you know, I don't believe it's going to be 10. I think it's going to be double this, but okay. That's why I mean by your conservative there, mm -hmm. right? The other Correct. thing I heard was that um, supercharger, which is interesting here, that purple line, I heard that by 2030, the calculations I saw was that it's going to be equivalent to what we have now in terms of, and so if you are a seven, uh, how come it doesn't, how come it says, oh, this is 2020. Yeah. So here, uh, by 2022 today, we're at $700 billion market cap that this, this, <laughs> length here that that much should be the same here but you got a tiny here which i understand to be the same by that point yeah and i i built a model for the supercharger business that is tied to the growth of the auto business i used gary black's numbers projections from now to 2030 for both sets of businesses now what the supercharger business does not include is the additional vehicles from other oems coming onto yeah, the network see? <laughs> okay there you go. Right. Okay. Yeah. Conservative. All right. Yes. This is still pretty cool that uh, if you do this, here's the five businesses. Okay. That, that right. These are not the five businesses. Sorry. This is autos, energy, supercharging, and auto bidder, which is just a sample of them. I don't know That's why right. this is happening, sir. Do you notice this? I get, <laughs> when, I, when I do this, yes. I get my thumbs. And then for some reason, I got those. That's how right. do I turn that? How yeah. do I turn that off? Okay. Sorry, guys. All right. What are well, we looking at here? You'll want the balloons for this one because <laughs> if either one of the robo taxi businesses uh, becomes an operation at some point between now and 2030. And I've modeled out that it starts, you know, starts 2025 and, and beyond 2026 for the robots. Yeah. If either one of those happens for Tesla, the valuation potential is absolutely enormous. And I can very easily get to a 20, 30, 40 trillion dollar valuation on the backs of those two businesses. <laughs> um, each, each one of them is a 10 to $20 trillion opportunity. Okay. And it makes yeah, the yeah, other businesses from the previous chart look like a flat line. Beautiful. Okay. So you and I have done, and people, uh, folks, if you are interested, I've done a deep dive interview of CERN. Go look for that video because in that video, we went in detail, a financial model for these two businesses. The red is RoboTaxi and the blue is bots. He's created a financial model with a lot of assumptions. And so you yourself can play around with assumptions and probabilities. But the point here is that, yeah, if those two businesses succeed, forget the auto business, which is what we're banking on today, it becomes such a tiny part of the business. Okay, that's just the point. It really is so big. And then that's ridiculous. $30 trillion is possibly achieved. Yeah. Yes, without, without crazy assumptions. Um, if you go to the next slide, it shows the transition from essentially where we are now, pretty much the beginning of 2024. The auto company represents 80 plus percent of the business value. 
And over time, again, if either the robo-taxi business or the bots, uh, you know, become a business for Tesla, that the auto business quickly diminishes. By 2030, energy and autos is about the same. But the, the, the vast majority of the company would be an AI-powered AI robot company. So that's that's what I, I built these models to take a look and see, you know, how this is achieved. And I want to back this up with, with some good data. Yeah, sounds good. Again, this is the percentage of total business value. So right. you kind of have to see that, yeah, auto still going to be massive. It's just that compared to the others, it's comparatively smaller. That's yeah, right. This is uh, my favorite chart. I appreciate this because what you're saying here is all these different uh, potential businesses that Tesla has, sources of revenue, and what you've done and what we're going to talk about today is these five, which is, uh, you call it Electra. <laughs> I love your names, and you'll explain uh, why you came up with these acronyms. But Auto Bidder for uh, Energy, people don't talk about it, but it's going to be a massive business. Volts, which is a supercharger network. CERN, uh, which is your robo-taxi. And then Bots, which is your bot model. And then these two together is this concept of distributed inference compute, uh, which is um, not... Dojo as a service, but this is with all the F, the chips that are in the bots or in the electric vehicles, and um, you know you can actually charge for this access to those chips above and beyond Dojo. So the point, your point is that okay, you're going to look at these five. We're going to dive deep, but there's other revenues available as well that we haven't even looked into. That's right, and there are lots of other potential revenue streams, and some of them could be quite large. Uh, certainly licensing part of Tesla's platform to other automakers, licensing part of Tesla's robot, humanoid robot platform to other robot makers is possible. Plus all the software that's in everything, the cars, the bots, the battery storage. There's lots of different revenue opportunities that Tesla can pursue. And uh, yeah, I just want to mention again, you and I had this conversation and I said, look, I love this, but you actually don't have AI, <laughs> which could be right. bigger than all of this. And you don't have dojos of service, which could be, I don't know how big that is. I'd love you to do a deep dive on how big dojos of service could be, but those two are pretty big and you don't even include them yet. <laughs> yeah, I got to 34 trillion and I said, that may be enough for now. <laughs> right. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So okay. uh, the first thing yeah. then is just to take a look at the auto business. So in terms of where the auto business is today, uh, this year, the company will probably deliver about 1.8 million vehicles, roughly. Uh, again, I'm using Gary Black's estimates for 2023 to 2030. And he has the auto business growing to about 10 million deliveries a year by 2030. Tesla's goal uh, is 20 million. Um, I believe Wall Street analysts are around six. Uh, maybe six and a half million. So um, there is certainly upside to this model if Tesla can achieve its target of 20 million. You could basically double the $805 billion valuation in the right-hand column. But I assume that, that the net margins are 15% and the PE ratio in 2030 is only 15. So that's why as the business grows in terms of number of vehicles and profits, the valuation doesn't come down a whole, the valuation doesn't go up a whole lot because the PE ratio comes down from where it is today of about 60. So the 746 billion in valuation today, I think is a PE ratio of about 61, 62. But over time, as that business gets more mature and larger, that PE ratio would likely come down. 
Um, and that's, that's a nod to the people today that say, well, Tesla's an auto company. It should be valued like an auto company. Well, yes, eventually those, that part of the business will be valued like an auto company, but that's once it hits a period where it's kind of hit its maximum growth. Once they produce 20 million vehicles a year, it's probably not going to grow much more than that. So at that point, the valuation doesn't go up. Okay. Love it. Um, so obviously I agree with the PE ratio being brought down to 15. Um, by that point, I absolutely do not agree that it's only going to be 10 million by that point. I do not agree that it's 15% gross profit. Uh, this is taking out FSD, by the way, this is not including FSD yeah. sales. Okay. Still, yeah. it's, it's, you know, obviously, uh, cu uh, cutting prices and anyways. Okay. So, and then, um, yeah. Okay. Good. So that's good. Okay. And I agree with you, but, and then of course this is not include robo taxi. This is pure crate stamp sell cars because at some point Tesla may stop selling cars and all this is just going to be sold as robo taxi business, but we'll see. That's right. We talked about that. We talked about potentially. That. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> And then energy, this is a chart from the um, uh, presentation that Tesla made earlier this year, uh, Investor Day, and they showed uh, the energy business, we are here and growth up and to the right. No numbers on this chart, but Tesla has talked about some pretty, uh, pretty massive growth targets. Um, if you go to the next slide, Herbert, this is a similar evaluation table for the energy business. So today um, I estimate that they'll sell uh, or deploy about 16 gigawatts of storage this year, which would be a pretty massive growth over last year. But their target in 2030, I believe, is about one terawatt or a thousand gigawatts. Uh, that's pretty significant growth. That would require about 25 Lathrop batteries. Lathrop has the capacity to produce about 40 gigawatt hours of energy storage, and they would need to build about 25 of those between now and 2030. Um, and I think we'll see a lot of those factories being placed in different parts of the world. I think a lot of the discussions that we see today with the likes of Indonesia, India, Turkey, and other countries probably centered around in a battery storage um, you know, manufacturing plant. And okay. then in terms of the, the value, same thing, we're using a high PE today, but I've got the PE in 2030 coming out to 20. I've got profit margins on this business only at 15%. But the value, because we're growing the storage deployed so much, even though the PE ratio comes down, the value of this business goes up. And by 2030, uh, the value of this energy business would be greater than the auto business if autos is only making 10 million vehicles. So energy has the potential to pass autos in terms of the size or the value to the company by 2030. If they hit their targets. Yeah, this is a very, very aggressive. Um, 25 megapack factories by seven years seems pretty aggressive. That would mean, I mean, that's that's crazy, right? Uh, seven years, three a year. And it only build, it only takes them one year to build a megapack factory. It's nothing fancy. It's pretty simple. It's like, a, I keep repeating this, but I've been told that the warehouse is really the size of a Target retail store, mm -hmm. empty inside quick to build, takes them less than a year to build. Um, but you need the battery or you need to be able to create the batteries. So you need the minerals and all that. And that could be the rate limit stuff. But yeah, this is, you're assuming that they're going to hit their pretty aggressive goal. So 
Sure. To some, that sounds aggressive. Others have said that that's not so aggressive. Um, it remains to be seen. We'll see. It's, it's certainly an easier business for Tesla to scale yeah. than the auto business. Sure. Very simple. Yep. All right. That's cool. I like this, but it's massive. Okay. Yes. This you is combining side by side. Yeah, both energy and autos. So I get to a $1.7 trillion valuation. If autos is twice as big as we imagine with, with 20 million deliveries instead of 10, then you, you get to about 2.5 trillion valuation just on these two businesses alone. Just on these two businesses alone. It could already be 2.5 trillion. Yeah, I like it. Or if energy is half of what half of that, then maybe it's a couple of trillion. So in that yeah. ballpark. So this is five five X where we're at now. Or 2.5 divided by 700 is uh, 4x. Mm -hmm. Right. And this is just on two existing businesses. There are some other existing businesses that will also grow. Um, the supercharger business and auto bidder. But still this is just two. a chart that shows the ramp of energy versus autos um, and how that it will grow over time and potentially surpass the auto business. I like that you put this together. So if, if your estimates for energy is correct, which I think could be a little... Again, I need to talk to more people, but if it's a, if it's, I think your, your ramp for auto is low, but your ramp for energy could be high, but it, you're saying here that by 2028, it could be equal. Certainly, certainly possible. Yeah. And yeah. Elon has said that over time, he thinks energy will be, will be bigger than the auto business. True. So I don't know when that, that is it. it maybe it's 15 years from now. I, I don't know. Right. Yeah. So we get to this notion of Tesla has a dozen internal startups. I essentially looked at five of them. Mm -hmm. um, superchargers, auto bidder, distributed inference, autonomous vehicles, and humanoid robots. And I built models for all five. On the previous show, we, we discussed the last two, the autonomous vehicles and the humanoid robots. And today I'd like to go into a little bit more detail of the first three, which, which I have not presented before. Perfect. Appreciate that very much. Let's go. One by one, yeah. So so this is just a summary, uh, taking energy and autos and comparing it to these five internal startups. Uh, by 2025, I see a potential for the internal startups to collectively be worth more than the energy and autos business. So a trillion dollar valuation there for those versus <laughs> around a trillion. So very quickly, depending on the ramp of two of them, um, you know, it, it could very quickly surpass the value of the existing business today, dude. <laughs> and I think I think this is something that people are not are not no. really aware of. I uh, no, I am not. Okay, this is shocker to me because you're saying 2025 and 2025, man. I in in, in what, how many days? 30, 40 days. It's going to be 2024 already. Okay, right. so two years. And and part of it hinges upon when does the autonomous robo taxi network begin operation? So you could adjust it for that. And yeah. also the other key part, so it's either one of the either one of these, that the autonomous vehicles or the humanoid robots. When does Tesla start selling humanoid robots? Either one of those events causes an explosion, potential explosion to the value of the business. Wow. And I'll show okay. that I'll show that with with, okay. with you know the math right. and the models. But I love the that just the basic concept, which is Maybe by 2025, 26, or 27, these other businesses, not energy and auto, could be equal to auto and energy. That is equal and then massively surpassing the existing businesses. Like, this is crazy. I love this table. Okay. 
Let's keep going. Okay. This is mind blowing. That one. Okay. So here it is visually. This is uh, four uh, of the internal startups: supercharging, auto better, and the two inference models: one for vehicles and one for bots. Um, the biggest opportunity here is probably auto better, and then the computing inference uh, model uh, probably is the second biggest one. Supercharging is attractive. It does depend on how big they can scale this and how many charging stations we need around the world. Um, but all three of these are certainly attractive. But if you, if you go to the next slide, Herbert, uh, putting these into perspective, the RoboTaxi and the bot models are an order of magnitude bigger than those others. That is, this is where the true value of Tesla will come in the future to the extent they're successful in developing autonomous vehicles and humanoid robots. So you could yeah. say these are two big call options on the business. And if either one of these work out for Tesla, the value creation is enormous. And, and Elon has spoken about this many times during conference calls. And the analyst just kind of ignore his comments. So what I wanted to do is actually put some numbers to it and actually show people what he's talking about. Okay, we're going to go with that. The, the, the thing that you're going to end with, which is really amazing, is the probability that these things will happen and when will they happen. And then the assumptions you're putting into it. Because mm -hmm. obviously, just my, the favorite quote I've been quoting a lot now is, <laughs> um, uh, what's his name, told me about this. Brian Feroldi reminded me of this quote mm -hmm. that said something like, you know, when you're doing discounted cash flow analysis, it sounds great because it's got a lot of numbers. you got these, you know, spreadsheets. Mm -hmm. But if it's like the Hubble telescope, if you're just off by one millimeter, you're taking a look at an entire new universe. <laughs> right. That's right. So, you know, this is great. But if you're just off by one assumption or just one, um, you know, probability is wrong, this could be off. But I love that you put it together this way because now I know, you know how to judge it. Okay. The, well, you know. Yep. Mm. I was just going to say that the, the humanoid bots and the robotaxi is a bit of a yes or no. Will it work or won't it work? If you believe that they can make either one of those work, then the value creation is enormous. And is it enormous like 10 trillion or is it enormous like 30 trillion or is it enormous doesn't matter, like 50 right? trillion? That doesn't it's matter. It's enormous. Right? Exactly. It's enormous. So yeah. I like the way you put that as well. And then uh, the other businesses, which you're going to teach me about, because I haven't even thought of inference. Uh, I didn't think about, I mean, supercharger, okay. I'm not that excited about it, but auto bidder seems like a big deal. But mm -hmm. then compared to these other ones. Okay, let's keep yeah. going. This is really cool. I'm throwing startups. Yeah, so I think we covered this chart. If you slide to the next one. So this is a summary then of all of the internal startups on one page. We're going to discuss the different models uh, coming up, but the supercharging business, I think by 2030 could be a $111 billion business, maybe a $200 billion business, depending on your assumptions. Um, and maybe more if, if Tesla is able to achieve a global standard. So maybe it's a 400 or $500 billion business one day if they can achieve that. Okay. So that's pretty I mean, good. You, you, you... Did you incorporate into this already the partnerships, the oil and gas companies partnering in U.S. and then just two weeks ago, oil and gas company partnering in Europe, and then just recently they announced that uh, even GM, SAIC in China, and now they're going to do Tesla superchargers. I mean, it's it's basically one apparently in Australia too. So it's like mm -hmm. it's global. Yeah, 
So okay. I think I've been extremely conservative here. And by the way, this model does not include any hardware sales of the charging stations to anybody else. I'm just looking at the revenue from the chargers themselves. Okay. Yeah. Um, auto bidder. Um, this is a really difficult business right now to model because there's such little information known about it, but I've pieced some different things together. I think this is a pretty conservative number. Auto bidder also has the potential to be a much larger business than this, particularly as energy scales beyond 2030. So if my auto bidder numbers are aggressive to 2030, Okay, so maybe this number then is lower at that point, but it could continue to grow for a decade or two after that. So this is a really interesting business as well. Um, the inference, uh, most of the value comes from EVs rather than bots. And the reason is EVs have more downtime than bots will. And EVs also have a more powerful computer than bots do. But bots make up for it in numbers. So depending on how many bots you think there are, then the bots value could be a lot higher if there's a billion bots in the world instead of, you know, only a hundred million. So those are both really interesting because of the numbers involved. Yeah. But yeah. they all pale in comparison to the opportunity right. with the bots themselves and the robotaxi network. Okay. So just yeah. the, you will explain this, but basically I think everybody understands superchargers. Autobitter is a software that manages the energy uh, grid, the megapacks. And so we've now heard that in Australia, Tesla is now running their own, you know, energy business there, but they're selling the autobidder, which is a software that allows them to um, arbitrage the energy, like to smartly, it's like a stock market, knowing when to buy, when to sell, and then yes, selling it. Yes, it, it's AI powered software that, that optimizes the use of the battery system, when to charge the battery and when to discharge the battery and trying to maximize the price. And this is selling and it to to not only the customers who buy the Megapack factories, but even anyone else. Yeah, they don't actually sell the software. Te Tesla, as I understand it, runs the autobidder software for those enterprises that buy the batteries. And gotcha. Tesla and they, takes a cut they get of the, the revenue. Cut. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Love it. And then inference, just to explain to people, because I, I, I guarantee you nobody here understands this. This is every single electric vehicle that I've, my Tesla in my garage now has an FSD chip which is a super, you know, chip, a um, computer chip. And um, we've calculated out that if, adult, if, if Tesla themselves wants access to that, if you look at the 5 million cars that are out there, that that is chips that has, you know, uh, that you can run the computer. And then that's what you mean by um, kind of distributed because it's out there. Mm -hmm. And then the same thing with the chips that are in the bot. When it's not being used, you can rent it back. To either Tesla or other companies who have, want access to that, their you know that that, warehouse, that database. That's right. And the way I think about this is Dojo is the system that creates the AI models, supercomputer that creates the AI models that runs thousands of or billions of parameters, trillions perhaps. You need a supercomputer to run that. But once the model is being created, anytime anybody's asking the model, yeah. querying the model, you need to run inference. And so why not hand that off to unused computing power, wherever that may be. Yep. So if a bot is sitting idle, if a car is sitting idle, then use those systems. I did a deep dive with Brian Wang and he calculated out that uh, he said that a Tesla owner, if you so choose, you can basically rent out anytime your car is not being used to let others access your computer in your car. Mm -hmm. And it could be up to $2,000 per year. 
it's more likely around $300 a year that I would get as a Tesla car owner, but it could be up to 2000. So it's significant. Yeah, we'll, we'll see in a second what I have in my model. It's, it's, it's fairly low. Okay, so let's go. Yeah. Again, another visual, uh, this shows the scale of energy in autos versus the internal startups. So yes, Tesla's <laughs> auto company today, fine, call it what you want, but you know what? Change is coming. Change is coming. Is it, is it 2026? Is it 2027? Is it 2028? I don't know. And frankly, it doesn't matter because this company will look very different five, 10 years from now. And even if all your assumptions are wrong, I love the way you said it at the beginning, it's yes or no. If bought and all that is wrong, but look how, look how tiny energy and auto is, you know, forget this ramp. Let's say you're wrong, but it could easily equal to what we're doing now anyways. And, mm -hmm. and either uh, robo-taxi or bot, and one of them doesn't work out great, but you've still got... This yeah. is huge. Okay. <clears throat> so let's get into the supercharger model. Um, so, you know, the great development this year is that opening up the network around the world uh, in North America, they have the North American charging standard. They're also now selling charging systems to companies. So this is a very interesting business with a lot of potential. And Herbert, if you slide to the next page, um, this is a summary of the model. Again, I'm using Gary Black's uh, EV numbers. So 10 million by 2030. And I'm showing that um, I'm calculating the number of supercharger connections that you would need. So right now there's just under a hundred vehicles per supercharger. Okay. That's globally in Tesla's network. There's about 51,000 supercharging networks, supercharging stations in the world. And so you need about one charger per hundred vehicles. So I'm saying, you know, that's my baseline assumption is that we'll keep that about the same. Okay. Now maybe, maybe it's really 150, but let's just stick with hundred. So by 2030, you need about half a million supercharger stations in order to maintain that ratio so that there's not massive lines of people waiting for their cars to be charged, right? You need, you know, certain capacity. Mm -hmm. So this business scales along with the auto business, but what I have not factored in here is the other EVs from all the other companies that are going to sell them between now and 2030. So double the model. So instead of 111 billion, it's 222. If Tesla sells 20 million in 2030, double it, you know, again, double the, 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 uh, the 111, that's, that's 222. So you're at 333 billion just for that. Okay. So it's a pretty attractive business. It's 300 billion plus business potential by 2030. I went with 111 billion. I was conservative here, I think. If you go to the next page, I'll show you exactly how I calculated the, the, the earnings numbers. Yeah, I, I guess before I go there, I'll just say yep. that, uh, you know, what happened in the last three weeks to a month is that other companies are actually now paying for the supercharger to be built and 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 then actually have like these, these gas companies, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Shell and Esso are now saying, hey, we're going to put the superchargers in our station. So you're no longer just Tesla paying for the superchargers to install. You've got other companies paying for it and giving revenue to Tesla to yeah. roll this out. So it's a big deal. Um, uh, what does VOLTS stand for? It's, I just love your, your acronyms. Uh, we'll see that on the next page. It <laughs> stands for uh, Visualization of Optimal Limitless Superchargers. <laughs> 
Great. Okay. Uh, Scott, Scott Walter jokes that I should work for NASA. I, I come up with great acronyms and NASA could actually use a person like that. So <laughs> sure. yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Super charged. So the basic assumption, I'll, and I'll just run through these really quickly, that the average charging time is 20 minutes, that the supercharger could then handle 72 charges per day, but I assumed it was only being utilized 20% of the time, right? So the number of charges per day then is only 14. The cost per kilowatt hour to the customer is 25 cents. The average vehicle battery size is 75 kilowatts, and you're charging about two-thirds of the battery each time. So in that case, the revenue per day is $180 per supercharger, or $65,700 per year per charger. Okay. I assume that the operating costs were 70% of revenue. Um, the reason that I said that is because of some guidance that Elon gave a couple of years ago, where they said they're trying to hit gross margins of 30%. Since I didn't have anything better than that, I used his guidance on that. Okay. And he also said yeah. that they aimed for about 15% operating margin. So again, mm -hmm. sorry, a net, net margin of about 10%. So I came up with a net margin of about 11%. So mm -hmm. that's about 7,000 and change per year in profit per supercharger if it's only used 20% of the time. Mm -hmm. And applying a multiple of 30 to that gets me to a value per supercharger of 221,000. Right, so okay. I think I've been pretty conservative here. It's too conservative both in the number of charges that Tesla will have and in yep. the utilization of them. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and the margin, because the 30% was back then, but now, you know, you know how they've completely changed how they build mm -hmm. these things and how they deploy them. They, they're now like uh, built in a factory and then they're just plopped in at this point. Um, yep. And, uh, and then when, what happens when you put solar panels, basically the energy is free yep. and then it can actually flip each of these superchargers with the solar panels can actually be a utility selling the energy that's not being sold here. That's right. Um, so anyways, okay. Yep. So this the is, next page uh, shows kind of at scale and what the value to Tesla is. Okay. So 1 million superchargers um, would be $220 billion business. Mm -hmm. um, if there, you know, will there be, 5 million in the world. In that case, this is a trillion dollar business. Now, okay. what we don't know is for the superchargers that Tesla is selling to BP and others, does mm -hmm. Tesla get a cut of that revenue or is BP keeping all of that? We, we don't know the terms of those deals yet. We don't, we don't, but right. it would be crazy if they did not get a transaction fee ongoing. That's right. crazy. That just, yeah. I mean, you know, it's the, the complaint people have is that, oh, Elon's here to, you know, for the good of humanity and, and forget Tesla shareholders. And so he's just going to give it away for free. That's a possibility. Right. I'm, yep. I'm not going to put that out, but. Yep. Okay. So there, there's a tweet from a couple of years ago uh, where Elon said 30% yeah. gross margins, 10% profitability. So okay. yeah, I did, I went with that and you're, and you're right. It's probably hard. Yep. Um, so that's that model. And here's just a visualization of it. I think we've covered every, everything there. The next one is energy. So this is again from Investor Day. And at the bottom there on the bottom left, it says 24 terawatts. So this is sort of the amount of, of battery storage that Tesla envisions putting out in the world. And so that's wh why I feel that getting to, to one terawatt hour of 
energy deployment by 2030, it would still give Tesla 24 years of deploying that. Um, but if you turn to the next page, uh, it's a summary of the model. Um, and I think we've discussed most of this. I'll, if you go to the next page, maybe we can go through the detail on how I, how I built it. So each megapack system, uh, the, the big ones now, the, the 2XL are, has 3.9 uh, megawatt hours of energy storage. Um, and for this, to build this model, and by the way, this is still kind of a work in progress, but I think these numbers are pretty conservative. I assumed that 100% of the battery every day was used and made available to, to Autobidder. In reality, a lot of these batteries are there for, you know, some kind of system outage or something like that. So there may be limits placed on these batteries. But just to look at sort of the opportunity, I, I assumed 100%. I assumed the difference between the buy and the sell prices was 25 cents per kilowatt hour. And I backed into that because of a treat, uh, tweet, a post that Rohan Ma from Tesla Energy uh, had a couple months ago. And I'm sorry if it's a little fuzzy on the screen, but they now have about seven gigawatt hours of battery storage under their auto bidder portfolio. And he said that they've made about 330 million in trading profit to early storage investors. I wow. did some calculations and I backed into that 25 cent number. That's basically the difference in the buy and sell price that they would have needed to earn on, you know, a, a business that was scaling to seven gigawatt hours to earn 320 million since about 2020. That's where I got that from. Some people I've talked to said the number could be higher. Some people think it could be lower. It depends. It depends on the situation. We're hearing some information out of Australia where a company there, their results have been phenomenal. They're looking at about a three-year payback on their battery storage investment. I have a nine-year payback in my model. Okay. And okay. their contract was interesting with Tesla. I don't know what these contracts look like, but I'm assuming Tesla takes about 12.5% of this revenue. And for Tesla, the gross profit per megapack, just on Autobidder, is about 200000 a year. Yeah. Okay. Or the value to Tesla of megapack, assuming a 65% margin because it's software, is about $867,000 per megapack. So depending on how much storage Tesla can put out there over time, the value of Autobidder could be pretty phenomenal. At one terawatt hours of storage deployed, that's a $222 billion business. And you get to 24 terawatt hours eventually, multiply that number by 24. Yeah. Yeah, that's again, too much this business right now, the model is wide enough to drive a bus through it. So, so I'm cautious yeah. about sort of putting yeah. this out there, but it's something to at least work on and refine over time. And I'm confident that I am reasonably conservative with these numbers in terms of the, the underlying model itself. Maybe my assumptions for how Tesla scales this business to 2030 are too aggressive. Mm -hmm. And that, that's fine. And maybe it takes them longer to get to one terawatt hours of storage sales per year. Okay, what, what I'm confused is I can see that this is mega pack sales and you got the mm -hmm. profit per mega pack. Where's the auto bidder part of it? That this is just looking at auto bidder. So I'm not, I'm not even counting the sales okay. of of the, the actual mega pack. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, okay. So this separate. is like auto bidder per year 
yep. service on top of the mega pack sale that already occurred. This Correct. is just on top of it. Oh my yep. God. Yeah. Wow. You can Thank see you there, it's about three and a half percent of the original purchase price per year. So think of it as like a dividend, right? They sold the mega pack for a 1.3 million and they're getting three and a half percent a year on top of that every year for 20 years. Not okay. a bad Oftentimes, business. oh yeah, that's like the way that you know MRI machines, CT scanners, uh, these kinds of things are sold. The services is always um, more than the actual mm -hmm. original gross profit. Yep. This is a visualization again at twenty terawatt, 10, 10 terawatt hours. That's a two point two trillion dollar business. Yep. Okay, this is the distributed inference for EVs. Again, using Gary Black's estimates till 2030, um, I assume that by then 80% of the vehicles of the fleet of about 49 million could be used or would be used for this. And that gets me to a value of about 300 billion for this part of the business. And the next page calculates or shows, shows those details behind the model. Yep. Uh, this is the tweet. I mean, okay, Sorry. so let's just pause for a second here. So obviously yeah. this is a model that, okay, what evidence do we have <clears throat> that they would do this? So, you know, just today, Elon tweeted out, uh, actually, um, Car uh, Andrei Karpathy tweeted out, I've been thinking a lot about um, centralized versus decentralized. And then Elon said, same. Mm -hmm. And this is the potential where the demand for chips is so high. The demand for compute power is so much. Why wouldn't they take advantage of the distributed chips that are in our electric vehicles today? And then you're saying, look, look how many cars are out there. And this is how much, uh, uh, if 80% if, if participate in this thing, this is how much money that Tesla could sell to other companies to have access to that compute power. That's right. On yeah. NVIDIA's conference call last night, they talked about how their chips are being used for inference. Yeah. But everybody complains how expensive NVIDIA's chips are. Yep. So if you could do it in a decentralized way for cheaper than you would. And that's probably why there's such an interest in pursuing this yep. as an alternative to using NVIDIA. Okay. So you cover this? Yep. Yeah. So. Again, the top right is, is Elon's tweet where he talked about this. And from there, I, I attempted to build a model, took a look at the processing power of the car, Argo 4, um, assuming that 25% of that processing power could be used, that you've got 15 hours of downtime per day for Elon's tweet. Um, and the market price per, per, per top hour, which is a tenth of a cent. Um, I assumed that Tesla would... Uh, take about 50% of the revenue. So the EV owner would get about $400 a year and Tesla would take about $400 a year. So I forgot about this. So he just tweeted this uh, this month, a few weeks ago, he said, provided yep. our vehicle AI computers able to run the model, Tesla will probably have the most amount of true usable inference compute on earth. Even in a robo-taxi future, the car says it's only gonna be used for a third of the hours per week, leaving two thirds that's available sitting there. Distributed inference, just like Seti, what he's talking about is this uh, project to be able to, you need computer power to to, to kind of uh, to look at the, looking for alien life. 
And then everybody said, well, I've got a computer on my desktop. I'll let you have access to it. And then now you've got, you know, the ability to power using all the computers out there, whoever participated, giving them the power. So this is, this is real. This is real. This is Elon saying this. It's real in terms of an opportunity. It's not real yet in terms of a business or revenue. Yeah, for sure. So it, it is, granted, it's a bit of a stab in the dark to try to come up with some numbers. Um, this is now the one for bots. Yeah, so okay. here's, here's the to the bots. Yeah. yeah, so bots bots is also interesting, and I'm assuming about 50 million bots in service by 2030. And that that creates a business value potential of about 56 billion. You, you got 30 million here. Yeah. Oh, 50 30, cumulative deployed cumulative. bots. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow, so that's a I've lot got, of bots. My bot assumptions are they make 10 this year, yep. probably more. A thousand next year, ten thousand, yep. hundred thousand, a million, and then from there. When you put it this way, it makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, if, if they can make a, easily a hundred thousand even by next year, really, if you think about it. But okay, you're being conservative, twenty twenty six, and then a million in twenty twenty seven. That's pretty straightforward. I mean, I don't think anybody here would would say you can't make a million bots. I mean, we're making how many cars right now, and uh, this is so many years away, and then it just skyrockets and now it makes sense okay i like it <laughs> and we're I talking asked, to 5 million 15 million and 30 million yeah yeah I love it. and i asked uh, scott walter for his numbers uh for production for bots uh yeah. he gave me a number i won't share what it is but it's much higher than <laughs> You're what i have here <laughs> thank you <laughs> so so don't don't believe me believe scott and if you believe scott then it's even higher than this yeah i mean yeah. as we know Tesla is built for scale um, manufacturing, so this is not uh, this is not uh, unbelievable that they can't create a, a factory to produce millions of. Uh, I mean, if they can produce twenty million cars by twenty thirty, why couldn't they? Because bots is much easier, much much easier, like trivial to create. Yeah, and then by the way, bots making bots. That's yes. the thing that people forget is that, um, you know, if you got bots making bots, it's like game over. You're talking about, you know, three shifts, 24-7, never stopping, and it's just automated, but also the bots are just, just doing this very fast by then. By that point, their speed will be four, four times faster than a human can move. Yeah. I, I don't know if you remember the old saying or the story about, you know, the king asks the guy, you know, does he want to be paid a certain amount or... Or penny a day, double. Or, mm -hmm. or if, you know, one, like doubling... Yeah every spot on the yeah. chessboard uh by the time you get to the end it's all the atoms in the you know known universe or something right so if a bot yeah. can make itself and then those two bots can make itself you get a doubling every day yeah by the end of the year we're talking more bots than and you can right it's imagine. ridiculous so the ability to scale here i think potentially is there assuming you've got enough material and the supply chains in place to support it so this is the bot model. The computing power of the bots is a little bit lower. The uh, downtime is much lower, four hours a day. And that's one of the reasons that this is not as attractive, but it could be made up by numbers. Mm -hmm. So if you get to a billion bots, then this is a $1.1 trillion opportunity. And if we're talking about 10, trillion bot, 10 billion bots at some point, then you're looking at a $10 trillion opportunity in inference. So and, I can see to, why yeah. they're excited about this. And just to clarify, okay, 
the bot, you, you said at the beginning how much the bot itself going to be sold and how much it's going to represent for the market value for Tesla. Yep. This is in addition to the bot. This is That's like right. when the bot is standing there and you want to access the brain, the, the computer and the brain to be able to use for other AI services. This is extra uh, <laughs> yeah. profit and revenue for Tesla. And okay. In so, my opinion, yeah. uh, they're looking at this as through the lens of minimizing the cost to XAI not yes. necessarily through the lens of hey here's another revenue stream for ev owners Tesla. okay it's an extra 300 400 bucks a year great but it's really all about minimizing the cost to xai no but 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 when you when you can when you can pay ev owners money for letting them have access to the chip in there yep. which doesn't cost you anything to spend you've flipped the business model of ev ownership now it's like yes. i'm going to be making a thousand bucks extra per year uh, which can cover my insurance. Uh, I can cover no. reduce my you know reduce the price of my car. If I'm if I'm paying forty thousand dollars for a car and I have it for ten years, that's ten thousand bucks. That's a third. You know, it's just, it's, it's it's significant. It's a significant sure. flip of the business model for an individual EV owner. Absolutely, absolutely. It's yeah. another reason. Yep. Okay. So what's this? So we've covered this in our in our first video, but this is the the autonomous vehicle model, the CERN model. Again, I'm using Gary Black's numbers out to 2030. That gets you to a potential autonomous fleet size of 42 million vehicles if it starts to scale in 2025. So I'm saying it's still a year or two out. First year you get to a million vehicles and then more vehicles are added to the fleet. And you can see how quickly then the value to Tesla grows as those vehicles are added to the fleet. This does not include licensing FSD to other, other companies. So this is just Tesla's vehicles. If Tesla solves autonomy, it's a virtual certainty that other OEMs license the technology, mm -hmm. in my opinion, because there's no oh, yeah. one else that's doing what Tesla is doing to solve autonomy. Um, you know, I think we've seen that recently with news about crews, et cetera. So anyway, this shows how quickly the value to Tesla ramps up in the first year. It's 800 some billion dollars and then 5 trillion the next year and so on. Um, <laughs> You're talking trillions. This is trillions here. This is trillion. This is yeah. trillions. That's okay. right. So um, the next page uh, shows the model which we have discussed yeah. in detail in the previous. I don't know that we need to spend much time on no, this, but the model is greatly influenced by the base fare, the fare per mile, the utilization rate, and Tesla's take rate. And if you recall, I looked at this through the lens of both Tesla and the fleet operator, and I designed my model to make sure it worked for both. Yep. Since our first video, I have built some models actually for some companies that are looking to create autonomous robo-taxi fleets. So I've actually built way more complicated, complex, detailed models than this. For this purpose, I stuck with a simple one. But I can tell you, I've looked at this almost every which way but Sunday, and it is an incredibly profitable opportunity at scale. So I will put a link in the description to that video that you and I did where you walked through very detailed the assumptions of the robo-taxi network model uh, and also the bot model. And what you've done differently than everyone else is not only the value to Tesla, 
but also the value to the partners, the shepherds that's going to manage these robo taxi on behalf of Tesla, if mm-hmm. they can have a viable business. And you made sure that that helps you guard kind of the value that is going to come to Tesla because they do need to pay these other um, shepherds. <clears throat> definitely, okay. definitely important part of the business model. The other thing worth mentioning just on the previous screen, you tasked me with taking a look at what's the potential revenue from entertainment or advertising. Right. And well, added it. even if they only get 25 cents per trip, yeah. that's an extra three and a half thousand dollars a year of revenue. That seems low. The opportunity there actually is probably quite a bit bigger. Very high. 25 cents a trip for advertising for entertainment. Yeah. It's going to be huge. Yeah. Okay. I love it. And then uh, this okay. is just completion of that. The problem. Yeah. This is Tesla's net margin under this particular set of assumptions was 17%. And their fleet owner was 29% given yes. the assumptions here. This is, again, a very simple one. Okay. And here's the visual. Um, depending on the number of vehicles in the fleet, shows the value to Tesla. So if there is, you know, um, 50 million, that's a $15 trillion value. If it scales yep. up to 100 million worldwide, then it's a $31 trillion value to Tesla. Okay, let's... The bots, same thing. The bot, you covered the same bot thing. as well. We've covered this before. No, no real mm-hmm. change here. Same model. Okay. And then uh, okay. the bots model. Here's thing. the bots model. Same thing. Yeah. No real change here. And the the key thing with this is the bots are taxed heavily. The government yes. makes more money on the bots than Tesla does in profit. And I think that ultimately will be important. Yeah. And so again, we covered this in a previous video, but I love that you added the tax that the government can get, cities can get. And then that just really conserve. It's a conservative. You didn't add that, then you know. And but even if you added that, even though like I said, they make more than Tesla, the numbers are nutty <laughs> for Tesla. The value oh. to Tesla's the valuation bump to Tesla for every bot sold is about three hundred and sixty, three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Okay, even if it's half of that, <laughs> even if it's you know under two hundred thousand, it's still significant. A significant opportunity the changes the company dramatically. Yeah. Okay. So again, same thing. And that's wow. only with a hundred million bots in service. So the capacity here for bots is a billion, maybe 10 billion. If it's a billion, add an extra zero. If it's 10 billion, add two zeros onto that. Yeah. Elon has it's said that number. he can clearly, he can easily see one bot for every human. In fact, even two bots for every human in the future. Yeah. There's now, 8 billion humans. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. At, at that scale, at the billion plus scale, you know, the, the, yes. the revenue probably is a lot less, but even so, the, the numbers are absolutely nutty. Okay. This so is here you've of, got everything. Okay. Let's do yeah. this. Yeah. Everything together, um, the five internal startups plus energy storage plus autos, 2030, I get to a valuation of about $34 trillion. Trillion dollars. The key drivers of this are bots and autonomous vehicles. The other businesses are exciting, but they pale in comparison to the two main drivers of the business, yeah. the AI-powered robots on wheels and with feet. Nice here. Yep. These guys right here. These guys. Yep. Okay. Now, there's some probability that this will or won't happen. So if you take a look at the next page, I took a stab at saying, okay, let's let's knock this down. Let's, let's assign a probability. So... Let's work backwards from autos on the far right. Let's say autos only achieve 60% of what I modeled. Okay, so we'll knock it down. 
that means supercharging on the far left is only 60%. You don't need as many charging stations if autos is not doing as well. Back over on the right, if energy storage, let's say only 60% of my targets, and then auto bidder, only 25%, I really knocked that one back. And then in the middle, the bot and the humanoid robots, 10%, and same thing with the AI inference. Just 10% probability. Yeah. 10% probability that those happen. The okay. value of Tesla in 2030 is a $4 trillion business. Yeah. Four. So, you know, now maybe there are folks out there that would put 0% in some of these categories, and that's fine. But that's mm -hmm. where the opportunity is. If Tesla can execute on this and deliver even a part of what these models show they is, is potential, it gets really interesting for Tesla investors. But they have to execute. They, they do have to solve a lot of problems to get there. Right? It's certainly by no means guaranteed. But it's a very interesting, interesting future, and it would totally change the shape of the company. And that's what this chart shows in, an, in another way is, you know, it's hard to find the auto business. <laughs> that's not here. Yeah. Right. By 2030, this is a bot company. This is a robo-taxi company. And energy is going to be equivalent to bot to uh, to auto, but they're small. And then, like I said to you earlier, you don't even put AI in here. <laughs> this could all be like if you put AI. This I think that AI is going to be like uh, you and I talked a little bit about this at the beginning of this call. So bot represents blue collar walk workers. AI represents uh, you know the 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 white collar workers. Although AI is going to be part of X AI. So. I think maybe I'll, I'll walk back and say that you're right. This does not belong in Tesla. Yeah, if Tesla makes an investment in XAI, which appears today might be might be in the consideration, that would be interesting. The the other thing though that will happen, I think, as bots get put into service and robot taxis, it's going to massively drive down the cost of labor and transportation. So it is entirely possible that the revenue numbers actually are quite a bit lower as those costs come down. But still, even if they are lower, it's an incredible opportunity. And of course, what we know too is when you do drive costs down, you get more of that activity. So if we drive now, labor down to $5 yeah, an hour, it's going to be a wash. We're going to get a, a lot of it. It's a wash. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, even Elon has said that that's the case. Like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> what a world we're going to be in. Um, Soren, thank you very much for doing the work. Like I said, that few people have actually done the research and they actually put numbers in the table. That takes you guts. That's guts that you did that, courage to do this. Uh, you said already that it's wrong. Um, but wrong. you give the information there. People can change the yep. assumptions. You can put the probability. I love the slide where you put probabilities because that's really the, the critical part. So even if you you don't believe you, what you just said, if the viewer doesn't believe what you said, you've got the data here. You can try to play it around, but you put some numbers in. So that gives us at least the kind of relative comparison of what could happen. The other way I would think about it is that if you buy Tesla today, you're buying an auto company and an energy company with a call option on autonomy and a call option on robots. And those call options today are largely free. Right, so because yeah, it's not built in, yeah, it's not. In my opinion, it's not really built in. Now, some people may argue that Tesla wouldn't trade at you know sixty times earnings if it wasn't built in to some degree. But my modeling showed that energy and autos support the valuation over time as those businesses grow. So, nice. 
in, in my opinion, you could say, well, energy and auto, you, that's what you're paying for today. That's built in, fine. They're gonna grow whatever that is, 10 million in 2030 or 20 million vehicles, whatever you wanna assume, it will grow. But you're getting two call options on two massive opportunities. And that makes it very interesting. And it's massive opportunities. And I love that you showed this, the, the comparison. Wonderful. Thank you so much, CERN. Um, again, I'll put the link to the previous interview that we did if you want to dive closer to the bot model and the robotaxi model. And now you've intruded more. And as we saw the one slide at the beginning, you've got more models to do. You the, the, These three <laughs> that you chose were, were, were good, but they're not like supercharger is great that you did that. But you need to do Dojo as a service. You need to do some AI thing. You need to do, um, I mean, just you go down that list. So we'll come back. We'll Sounds good. You, you know that I'll be, I'll definitely be thinking about them. Well, I'm asking you too. So I'm <laughs> just kidding. Thank you so much, sir, <laughs> for spending time with me. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Talk to Thank you, soon. you Herbert. Follow CERN on X at CERN Basher, um, and uh, he's at absolute. Uh, you know, he comes with real data. Thanks, everybody. Bye bye.